All right, guys. Well, welcome back. Thank you guys for uh, for that conversation on neckbeard nests. I hope you found it informative and wholesome for the whole family. I found it disgusting. Hey, everybody. Welcome to There's a Sub for That, the front podcast of the internet. I'm your host, Scott. And I'm your other host, Willie. Join us as we explore the rabbit hole that is Reddit. From Made Me Smile to Facepalm, and Idiots in Cars to Humans Being Bros, we're going to deep dive into the most popular page on the internet. Are you ready? All right, so I have an idea to begin this week's episode. Okay. Because I think we've all been aware of what's been going around in and around the world. And, you know, we need nothing else to just completely be taken aback by what's what's really hit the world at a scale that I can't even comprehend right now, Willie. Hmm. What is that? I think I have an idea. The Oculus Quest is still sold out. Yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. Why, why can't they just get their shit together? Really? Just make more. Obviously, people are buying them. It's the greatest thing in VR since... Uh, you know, the virtual boy. All I want to do is be untethered with my VR experience. Like the Zoom did to music. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it would really help me get by all this coronavirus shit. Uh, well, welcome to the show again, guys. Uh, this is the oddest way to start a podcast being that it's going to be another week where our minds and our bodies are looking inwards literally because all we're doing is sitting in our apartments or homes uh, most likely and if you're not you should you fucking idiots unless you are working for the essential services in which case we salute you thank you gamestop wow that place is going under <laughs> can we talk Seriously. about that so please we're starting to discover what some businesses are considering essential services the trader joe's whole foods anything that's a grocery store I think it's fair to say is an essential service or liquor stores, liquor stores. Right. I mean, that's one of those edge cases. But New York did it right. There's 300 million people there. 300 million people in the United States. Yep. 55 million in New York. Is that the number? Sure. Anyways, large number, millions of people in New York and New York cl classified liquor stores as essential services. So they're open. Damn straight. But then what are some other things that are open? GameStop. GameStop is trying to argue that it is an essential need for gamers and people to escape this, this actual reality into their virtual reality. But again, if you're playing uh, Animal Crossing, which is like the hot game this week for Switch, you can buy it digitally. True. Very true. This, this one guy, he uh, yeah. could not find it online when he was in the Switch store. He was having a bad day. What did he do? He, he said he couldn't find uh, Animal Crossing or Doom Eternal in the Switch store on the day that they launched. He said it was the worst thing ever. Probably quite oblivious to the fact that the worst thing ever is actually going on just right outside his store. <laughs> okay. <laughs> A little, uh, j just bringing a little bit of joy into our week. There's this post from our awe uh, where 14 elephants broke into a village in Yunnan province looking for corn and other food. They ended up drinking 
30 kilograms of corn wine and got so drunk they fell asleep in a nearby tea garden. I saw that picture. It was so cute. And it's just it's just two elephants on their sides just passed out. Just wanted to get in, get some wine, do some day drinking like everyone else has. Exactly. And uh, where, where an elephant wants to go to drink is uh, anywhere and everywhere. You know, it's, it's kind of like that... Uh, where does a where does a 500 pound gorilla go to get a drink? And the answer is anywhere he wants. Do you think they would forget that night? Like, do you think an elephant forgets if it drinks? An elephant never forgets, except when it goes on a day drinking binge in Yunnan province. <laughs> oh, uh, to follow that up, also on our awe, that's A-W-W, the, uh, the Shedd Aquarium had to close because it is non-essential. And good for them. But uh, some of the employees decided to take their penguins on a tour of the building. And so there's a cute little video of them just walking around in pairs, taking a look at all the exhibits from the other side of the glass. It's so adorable. I love what certain businesses are doing. Just like this overwhelming outcry of what people are doing to occupy their time on the internet has just been really interesting to watch. You mean the the memes? Our funny had the post that was like experts recommend keeping your daily rituals even while working from home. So what are some of your daily rituals, Scott? I I wake up, I get dressed, you know, after showering of course, and, and a little rub and tug. And I go to work. Yeah, that's usually later in the day. So you get in your car and you drive there and you get out of your car. Well, some people need to take uh service like transit right mass transit yeah mass transit so i've seen this multiple times now but uh this one particularly made uh made a good stage it's a man dressed in just like a travel jacket got sunglasses on headphones looking at his phone in his bathroom holding on to the shower rack as if he were riding the subway okay <laughs> i really wish that that man would do that for however long the ride is just a little bumpy ride get out of the way maybe his uh significant other in his apartment comes in and, and takes up maybe too much of his social space facing him awkwardly or maybe she, she just comes in and starts screaming asking for change yeah the real new york experience have you done anything like that have you taken it upon yourself to do anything that maybe just seems a little eccentric but is part of your daily routine like go sit in your car not yet but today is uh officially day Ooh, it's Saturday, so it's day six for me of uh, lockdown. Yeah, we're not in an official capacity here in Minnesota yet, but today is the first day I felt like, okay, the sun is shining. Maybe I'll go for a drive, just uh, see kind of how things are out on Fury Road and uh, get a lay of the land, you know, because from my window, I have a very limited scope. I can see down an alley, uh, but I don't really get to see any traffic or anything. Not that there's many people out right now in the first place. I can, Yeah, out, out my window, I can see um, we have like a walking path between two apartment buildings right next to each other, owned by the same complex. And then it's a lot of grass and trees. So I see people dog walking and going on walks to the little pond that we have. It has it. It's felt very calming to look out the window. And I think it's particularly nice that it's springtime for me. I don't know about you. Spring is definitely my favorite season. So being able to like watch it from afar and know like if I were to go outside, there's going to be far fewer people, which for me is a win. Sure, sure. Because you hate people. I do hate people. Hey, speaking of hating people, everyone is coping differently, right? So there are the people that are going to Costco's leading up to this and they were buying. Have you seen the grocery carts full of eggs and milk? No, 
No, no, no. The initial anticipation was, hey, we're going to be out for two weeks. It's it's presumably going to be much longer than that. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, as somebody who only stocked up for two weeks, I'm feeling that right now. Yes. So I, I am choosing that my groceries I'm going to purchase through Amazon and have them delivered and I'll choose a few days out so I don't need to stress the system. Right, exactly. Um, and then they're even offering the option to like choose alternatives if that item you picked was not there. So that's my plan. So I don't stress the system. But let's talk a little bit about that. In what way might someone want to purchase, let's say, 20 milk jugs? Hmm. The only thing that I'm familiar with in terms of that bulk amount of milk purchase is uh, if somebody would want to have all the boys come to their yard. You got to make milkshakes. You got to bring all the boys to the yard. That's right. So then there's the people buying eggs. Why might they buy eggs? Ooh, uh, they they just finished their first uh, watch through of Parks and Rec. And now they are emulating the life of Ron Swanson. In my my way of keeping efficient is instead of buying as much bacon as I can, or as Ron would say, all the bacon you have. Exactly. I would I would just find a pig and slaughter it for consumption. So I was wondering about that today as I was slaughtering pigs. Well, that's kind of a also my daily ritual. I think about slaughtering pigs. I gotta add that in. It's usually after the shower or during the shower, depending how what day it is. But I was like, am I going to have to go full vegetarian because people have made runs on the meats? Or can I find a butcher that's just, you know, all they do is talk to farmers and be like, give me a cow, give me a pig and chop up that meat because we're running a little low on meat. We're not totally out yet. But if I wanted to have like, say, a pound of hamburger, you can't get it anywhere near me right now. Mm, Interesting. Yeah. Fortunately for us, we, um, And I do want to talk more about the people purchasing in bulk here in a second. But for me, we have been trying to eat less meat. So this was a great excuse when we went to the grocery store uh, looking around that there was a ton of like turkey meat and veggie meat, right? Like beyond meat that we just bought a bunch of that. So for us, that was sufficient to be able to make tacos and burgers and not have to worry about having a bunch of beef in our fridge. Got to be careful with those strange meats, though. It's kind of what got us into this in the first place. Womp womp. Yeah, exotic meats. Like, we, like we're not eating bats and rodents and snakes. Yet. There was, and I hope more people have heard this story. If you haven't heard this story, if you're new to this, then buckle up. But uh, this week, more and more news is coming out around the man who um, drove over a thousand miles to hoard and scalp supplies. I don't remember his name. Do you remember his name? I guess for the sake of the podcast, maybe we just avoid names so that there's no... No, 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 it's it's right here. It's... Mr. Asshole. He went and bought all of the essentials from grocery stores, hand sanitizers, bar soaps, toilet paper, and then he started selling them on Amazon at an incredible markup. Well, guess what? Amazon completely shut him down and is no longer allowing him to sell his product. You have to give me time to guess. Oh, oh, go guess. Uh, did did they shut him down? You know, in in fact, they let him create an entire uh, Squarespace profile, Scott. He's selling them at a thousand percent markup. And he's calling himself Amazon 2 Coronavirus Boogaloo. <laughs> what about this, Willie? I think we as a world are just getting hit right in the face with all this negativity. You know, it's like one of those movie shower scenes. What if we just instead focused on 
positives, like people who are, you know, posting positive things, people who are posting pictures of the their cats. Uh, a semi-negative thing I heard this morning is that some dog had to be taken to the vet because he hurt his tail from wagging it so much because his owners were home every single day. Oh my God, that is the most sad, adorable thing I think I've heard all week. Also, uh, have you ever wondered how a bat pees? Oh my God, okay. Please, please describe this because it's both really uncomfortable but also hilarious. All right, so imagine this, right? You're just a normal bat hanging around. Nobody's eating you yet. So you decide you have to go to the bathroom, but because you hang upside down by your feet, if you were to just start peeing, it would probably go right into your face. Hit you right in the face. And since you're not into that, <laughs> there's only one logical thing to do. You have to grab whatever you're hanging on to with your little claws. And then, you know, imagine if you were on a playground on the monkey bars and you were just hanging there. And then just let loose. It just peed us out. Just started letting it letting it whiz. Just letting it go. Yeah, on our gifts, if you've ever wondered, folks, there is uh, one of the top posts is how a bat pees. And he just flips right upside down and says, look at me. <laughs> and then the thing that makes it so uncomfortable, Scott, is that at the very end, he shakes his whole body. Well, yeah, they get the pee-pee shivers just like us, you know? <laughs> but, but it's just so gross because you see all the... The penis and balls just <laughs> shaking all over the place. Whole lot of shaking going on. Oh my god! Also, uh, school shenanigans have probably never been uh, more prevalent. With most of the time, kids have an advanced knowledge of technology when compared to their teachers, because the teachers are spending all day learning how to teach the kids, and the kids are learning how to not get taught. So if where where we're at is like everywhere else, all schools are now probably canceled and they're trying to figure out ways to teach the kids online. Right. So you have to imagine that there's teachers somewhere who are asking the kids for help with uh, the occasional. How do I do this? How do you turn up the volume? So there's been plenty of memes that I've seen that have said something like when the teacher asks, how do you turn up the volume? And somebody responds with Alt F4 and it just totally disconnects the teacher from the class. <laughs> I, I love the ones I love the ones where people are saying, uh, uh, hey, professor, I have to ask you, uh, can I ask you a question? And then they answer loudly. Right. So they're doing it in chat and then they message back and say, can I go to the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> there's there's just a lot going on. And I think to focus on what we can do to be a little bit of an entertainment, a little bit of brevity in this time of all the seriousness, you know, that's probably going to be with us for a while. You know, we want to let you know that we're going to be right here with you, too, as long as we can. All right. So positivity, right? How about this? gamers this week we found out the specs for both the new xbox and playstation wait we did did you read those no i didn't please yeah. please let me know the xbox series x oddly named but super powerful it's gonna have up to 12 teraflops of action do you know what that means no should i me either <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but the playstation is gonna have only up to 10 teraflops and me, one who's not good at math, knows that 12 is bigger than 10. 
That that is true. That is a true statement. Do you have any idea what throughput means? Uh yes, I have a I have a decent understanding of what that means. All right. The PlayStation has a higher throughput. I believe the Xbox only gets up to around 200 or so. And the PlayStation has over 500. That's a significant amount of data going going through its CPU. Right. So what does that mean for somebody like us? Does that mean that we focus on flops or we focus on throughput? Because every other spec is pretty much the same. Same chips, same graphics processors, or very close. Uh, I, I, I'm going to have an unpopular opinion when we talk specs for these games. Because you use a personal computer? Well, no, that's not the unpopular opinion. Because I, I do think that I just, for transparency, I game on an Xbox and I game on a PC. Those are my two things of choice. I used to have a PS2 and then graduated to Xbox. And that's where all of our friends play, right, Scott? So, like, that's right. Yeah. I would buy a PlayStation if my friends were there playing. That's the only reason I don't switch between them. But I do find value in, in terms of like console versus PC. I do find value in both because I think that what people need in a gaming environment is wherever their friends are. That being said, I don't necessarily care about the specs of the PlayStation versus Xbox thing because I expect them to both be able to handle the same games because uh, starting in 2020, I want every game going forward that is meant to be a social game, right? Where the two of us are going to play together or multiples are going to play together that I can play anywhere. So if I'm on an Xbox, a PlayStation, or a computer, I want to be able to play with my friends anywhere. You want full cross-play across everything. I think it should be an expectation nowadays. I think that you should be able to grab the system that you enjoy using, use that interface, and be able to engage in gameplay anywhere. And we've seen it work with almost zero hiccups. I mean, how many hours... I've invested 30 hours in Warzone since it came out, what, last week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever noticed a disparity between your game style on Xbox and mine on PC? Uh, not really. There might be, you know, a little bit quicker aim with mouse and keyboard, but otherwise I feel it's been fairly balanced. And uh, I do I do think that there is something out there for you, Willie, if you want that type of experience. It's called Google Stadia and no one's buying it. Thank God. I Can those systems just die? So NVIDIA is doing it. Google is doing it. And I think for anybody who games on a console or a computer is not going to purchase one of those systems or use one of those. Would you agree? Yeah, I think people are kind of entrenched with whatever they want, you know, and going back to the specs, right? The spec releases, we don't know prices yet. That's going to be a real big factor in who buys what too, because PlayStation has had such a commanding lead for so long that you'd think Xbox would try to one-up it by maybe making it 50 or or $100 less, something significant enough that parents would be like, all right, well, this has got basically the same amount of, I guess, enjoyment for my kid, and it's going to save me a hundred bucks. Why don't I get this one? What do you think the, the price is going to be on these? I'm going to guess nothing over $600 has ever sold well at $600, right? My guess is $499, which was the price of the one X, right? I believe when the when the PlayStation 3 came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was 600 Yes. But when the one X came out, do you remember what it was? Day one. I think it's the same price. It, was it three ninety nine? 
Uh, no, I think it's the same price it is right now, which is four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. Okay, so that's my guess. They're gonna ride the the current Xbox to four ninety nine until they release the Series X for four ninety nine, and then the price will drop on every other model if they don't remove them from the shelves entirely. Maybe maybe we see a um, a different model for purchasing this year. I believe that the price of these things are gonna be a little bit different. For me, I I'm gonna anticipate the Xbox Series X being five forty nine. And the PlayStation 5 being $5.99. And one of the main reasons here is it looks like, I'm just looking at a spec sheet from The Verge at the moment, both consoles for the first time are going to have dedicated GPUs from AMD, whereas every other console has had integrated GPUs, meaning the CPU has the capabilities to do both processing of of graphics and processor. Now that AMD is integrating... Uh, I mean, they're essentially the same architecture of of processor sets. So uh, AMD for both PS5 and Series X, and then same for the uh, GPU, just different variants of each. Because of that, I think the cost goes up significantly. So I expect them to be, I expect them to be more expensive. Plus, the uh, Xbox comes standard with a one terabyte SSD, and the PlayStation 5 comes with 825 gigabytes SSD. So we might even be talking higher prices here, Scott. We might even see the Xbox at 600 and the PlayStation at 650. Yeah, I just don't think they can do that and seriously expect people to buy in the numbers that they need. That's why I think purchasing options are going to change. What if it is finance based? So they offer it at $100 to start and so many dollars per month. <laughs> it's like buying a car. Yeah, subscription models, right? They work. I, I think so many companies are doing that uh, from phones to cars to, I mean, renting, right? Like knowing that you can pay for something over time is working. Maybe that's how we structure the sponsorships for the show too. Our sponsorships cost this much, but you can pay them off over time. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, I like that. So if you want to if you want to sponsor the show, subscription based. What so what what's your opinion? Do you think do you think that more games need to be cross crossplay? In an ideal world, this is what everybody wants, right? It really depends on how corporations are going to start divvying out their entertainment industry. Granted, the entertainment industry has skyrocketed in terms of gaming. It has crushed every single other gaming or uh, entertainment platform in the past few years. Does Microsoft, which is not a gaming company, and Sony, also not a gaming company, consider these arms to be, you know, something to focus on and make their themselves the major drivers because if that's the case they are not going to acquiesce to people doing crossplay because they only want you to be on PlayStation they only want you to be on Microsoft so the experimentation that they've been doing with games like Fortnite and Warzone yeah Warzone other you know battle royales and multiplayer mass multiplayer games like that is just dipping their toe in the water to see can they make it profitable from that sort of i guess venture into uh, sharing resources with other companies. How do you get somebody to switch from PlayStation to Microsoft or vice versa? That's a good point. I think the value proposition right now is where your friends are, right? Yeah, it's it's branding. And if your friends are everywhere, I think we start to, as much as we naysay it, because I think it's, it's too early, the idea of Google Stadia is to bridge that gap that all you need is a device and the service connects. All you need is a controller and the service connects you. I just think that it's 
it's too early to do that. You need a controller and a screen. It doesn't matter what screen you're on. Your phone, your iPad, your TV, your computer, your soon to be your Tesla, I'm sure. All of these things can just act as a go-through portal to the service that is stored on a server farm somewhere. But here's the here's the greatest example of how that doesn't work today. As much as they want to try, all of Europe is asking or the EU is asking all these big tech companies that have streaming services to limit the quality so that they don't destroy bandwidth with everyone being at home. So at peak internet, we cannot support something like Google Stadia. Right, right. So it's them dipping their toe in the water once again, just trying to get a feel for it, create their own gaming arm, if you will. But infrastructure is everything and we don't have it. Until cities get serious about laying fiber every single every single inch of uh, available space that they can, it's going to be all these other, you know, monopolistic network companies like Comcast and CenturyLink just holding on to their <laughs> to their uh, small amounts of bandwidth with a death grip, um, lining the pockets of politicians. Ooh, yeah, that's uh, not a joke. I mean, it is a joke. It's a joke that we can't get fiber everywhere. But uh... being in a place where I have fiber, it has been so nice. Uh, so we're one week into working from home. Uh, I called my internet provider and I upped from 100 by 100, which was 45 a month to $60 a month for 500 by 500. Five by five. The, depending on how long this goes, I can up it to a gigabit. It's just that my router doesn't support gigabit. So there isn't really a need for me to do that except for my sure. devices that are wired, right? But $60 for 500 by 500 to me is highway robbery in the U.S. state of affairs regarding internet. Yeah, because there's people paying $60 plus for like a 16th of what you have. Oh, yeah. 150, I think, is it's commonplace. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But the upload is where things get me. The upload speed for those services are still sitting at like 10. Yuck. It's just gross. Thank you guys so much for listening to the second episode of the There's a Sub for That podcast. We really appreciate you guys taking time out of your what I'm sure is stressful day to give us a listen. And we just want to let you know that we are here with you. Uh, we are standing together by standing apart. Tune in for next week's episode when we deep dive into the subreddit Fragile White Redditor. Hey, Snow God, what is white fragility? Stop. I'm glad you asked. White fragility is a state in which even a minimum amount of racial stress becomes intolerable, triggering a range of defensive moves. Hmm. Sounds interesting. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs>